What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host today, Jack. Mitchell is uh, not with us. It's today. I am joined by our NBA Hello. expert, Edwin Sivy. Hello, Welcome. everyone. Welcome, Sivy. Thank you, Jack. Happy to be here. Uh, today. Sorry. Welcome to episode. I just looked at it. I forget. Episode 177 of the Hogline Podcast. Um, today, the uh, NBA playoffs are upon us. We're going to be discussing our thoughts on the playoffs. Uh, currently, we're recording on, it is Tuesday, right? Tuesday night, and the 7-8 game matchups for the East and the West are happening, um, the playing games. Uh, so we'll be monitoring that while we're recording. Uh, right now, the Nets are, they're only up seven. Okay, game yeah. got a little bit closer. It, yeah, it got a lot closer, really. Um, we're still going to be previewing as if the Nets will win. So I guess knock on wood, hope that happens. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> or for the sake of the East, hopefully it doesn't happen. But uh, So we're going to get into a preview of pretty much every team, all mat- first-round matchups, and we're going to throw out a prediction for conference finals and, and the finals. So, uh, yeah, I guess we want to get right into it, City. <laughs> We were talking beforehand and we were felt like we were just recording the pod. We were doing the podcast before we recorded. So, yeah, sounds, sounds <laughs> about right. Just talking about it through. Uh, so, uh, which matchup you want to start with here? Um, how about we go? Let's kick it off with your Sixers. Okay, so oof, this this is a tough matchup, honestly. Philadelphia mm-hmm. Sixers versus the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, um, I know a lot of Sixers fans felt very confident with this. They're like, "Oh, the Raptors, they don't have much for us." You know, we're a much better talented roster. We can take them down probably in five games. That's what I feel like a lot of Sixers fans think. Uh, they seem to be undervaluing the Raptors, uh, at least the ones that I have seen, but in terms of the ones that actually watch the game and pay attention to how the Raptors match up against the Sixers, I will say this is actually a very tough first round matchup. And as a Sixers fan, I am a bit nervous. Uh, There are multiple reasons for that. As a player, I'm not worried about Joel Embiid. Embiid will get his, you know, that's the type of player he is. He just dominates, but again, he needs some help. 
if Toronto can collapse on him, then they can beat us. If no one else is going to help out and beat my main concern is James Harden. Will that man fold under the pressure? I don't know. And that is the biggest question in my opinion for any and all Sixers fans. What will James Harden look like? Will he run out of gas? Will Will he start shooting 10 threes and miss nine of them? Will he go over yeah. five in the fourth quarter like he has done already in the last, you know, with the Sixers? It's kind of it's kind of scary watching some of those games where he really fades in the in the deep moments when we need him. So And that's uh, been his narrative the kind of the past couple of years. Playoff Harden kind of falls apart a little bit. No? Yeah. Yup. That's I'm, another concern. Right. Definitely seeing shades of that already. Him him playing here so I would favor the Sixers either way I think the dominance of Joel Embiid can carry us but um the Toronto Raptors really are a serious threat Pascal Siakam uh, is so underrated he gets almost no love from everyone that he's so good they they also have a deep team just you know obviously Van Vliet does what he does um you know they lost Lowry but they have other people helping out uh, I know. Shout out Scotty Barnes, right? Scotty Barnes, man, what a what a player, rookie, rookie of the year, maybe, but I, I don't think he'll win it. But he, top, yeah, I, I right, I don't think he'll win it, but man, he deserves a lot of credit as a rookie. Fifteen points per game, starting every game this year, fifteen point seven rebounds. Um, very impressive, very good player. Yeah, Scotty Barnes, definitely a great, great addition. I want that. you to, um, what do you think about? the loss of Matisse for the road games. So what I will say that is from the, from the Ben Simmons trade, uh, we have given up some depth. We are not deep. Uh, We have a short bench and that is pretty obvious to most Sixers fans. And even people who aren't Sixers fans, you'll, you'll see, uh, you know, you see a player that'll check in, at the end of the game, you'll be like, who is that? Because a lot of players don't get a lot of playing time on the Sixers. Really, it's more of the core guys. And, you know, one of them being out does kind of really affect our rotation. We don't really have that many guards to place around, you know, especially defensively. We're kind of shorthanded. I mean, not exactly, but with without Matisse, it really puts a strain on us defensively. Um, Who's going to get minutes in his place? Would that be like Korkmaz? Well, so so the thing is, they they kind of play opposite roles. Like, right. I, well, I I was thinking that they're kind of very different players, but yeah, I, minutes kinda, wise, I feel like he would. Is he next on the list there, or would it be like? So like Danny Green tends to Green, play yeah. a lot. I mean, he'll he'll get his minutes no matter what, you know, Danny. But especially if Matisse can't play, they're gonna rely on the defense of Danny Green a little more uh-huh. because he's he's better than I guess than you know what we have in Harden. And, um, you know, right. Matisse, uh, without him, you know, having our guard out there is, is you know, guarding their best guard is a little tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrese Maxey's decent at defense, but he's, he's not quite there. He's, you know, he tries very hard. He's very athletic and I'll give him that. He's just he's the size, a, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. a decent, he's a decent defender, but yeah. I give him much more than that at the moment. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I love Maxi. What he's doing uh, definitely helps out our team. I'm also a little worried about Tobias. He hasn't been. He's had some struggles for sure. 
Yeah, because I, I feel like him and Harden don't really uh coexist well together. At least that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. So that might be an issue as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, should be know. should be interesting one. Uh Raptors since the All-Star break are 16 and 9. So they're trending upward uh, at the right time. Uh, I feel like if I recall the standings, they were floating around like eight seed. Um, I, I like all-star break or like earlier towards the season to make it up to the five. That's impressive, but they got to face a very strong Sixers team with two superstars. So that yeah. kind of speaks to how good the East is. And to one thing to Toronto's credit, um, I know some, I think it was Bleacher Report at ESPN. They had them, the preseason's rankings, they had them ranked as 12th in the East. Wow. And right now you see him at fifth in the playoffs. So impressive. That's, that's just credit to, you know, how disrespected Pascal Siakam really is and how, you know, disrespected this team really is. You know, Fred Van Vliet, I feel like, doesn't get much love. And obviously the emergence of Scotty Barnes has really helped propel them to this success as well. Very true. Uh, so I guess next matchup, we want to go to the um, Bucks Bulls, the 3-6 matchup in the East. Uh, Bulls were a uh, they were sitting atop the East at one point this season. I feel like earlier in the season they were 38 and 21 before the All Star break, post All Star break, 8 and 15. Um, I'd say that's attributed a good amount to the loss of Caruso and Lonzo for the season. Um, you could say that that would be the cause there. Um, they got to face the defending champions, Bucks. Uh, very solid team the whole season. Uh, your thoughts on, I guess, this matchup as a whole, where you think it'll lean? I think I can so, predict what you'll predict. So I had a lot of respect for the Bulls this whole season. They did great, um, a successful season. But again, they draw a very tough matchup in the first round against very strong defending champs, Buckside. I, I do not see really a way that uh, the Bulls can win this, if I'm being honest. The, yeah. the Bucks just have too much. Giannis, in my opinion, is just too good for the Bulls to handle. They, I don't, I don't see who, <laughs> how, or what way they can win this, if I'm being honest. The Bulls, they had a great, you know, regular season run, but their record against winning teams, if if I remember correctly, is pretty poor. Uh, I remember them having a stretch where they were playing like decent teams and they just kept consistently losing again. That might've been attributed to some injuries, but at the same point, you know, every team's injured to a certain extent, Um, obviously injuries happen, but at at some point you can't just keep losing to all the good teams. And I feel like that happened a little too much for the bulls. So that's why I did lose a decent amount of faith of them throughout the year. So I, I you know, with the, with the way the Bucks are, I just I just got to give it to them. Right. I um. Yeah, going into the season, I you know they they uh they signed signed him or traded they signed him right. Is that a free agent? Yeah, he was a free agent this past Yeah, time. yeah. So the they signed him. The Lakers wouldn't give him the extra year he yeah, wanted. They, cho- they chose Russ over him, which that worked out well. Um, so they they signed Demar, which I I've always thought Demar Derozan was very underrated. I loved his game, and I think you agree, right? Yeah, 100%. yeah. Big Demar Demar guys, and um, 
So adding him, pairing him with Levine, they still have Vucevic, who they acquired, I think, at the deadline or something last year, two years ago. Um, and then they sign, uh, I believe sign. I, don't, I can't remember the sign or trade, but bring it, uh, bring in Lonzo, uh, bring in Caruso. Um, this is a very fun team. A lot of like popular players and on paper, it's kind of interesting. You, I feel like the outlook of them preseason was kind of like a good fantasy team, like just a lot of names and didn't, wouldn't really, I personally didn't have high expectations for them. I thought they'd be like, right around here, maybe like a, a lower playoff team, like a six or seven seed, but they surprise a lot of people. And I think when they're fully healthy, hopefully this could be a stepping stone for them into next year um, and just build on what they had when they were fully healthy. Um, the Bucks, they, I was looking at their lineup combinations and they really run more. I looked at a lot of lineup combinations across the, whole eastern conference mm-hmm. and the bucks run drew holiday grayson allen chris middleton valley porters and Giannis. that they've totaled 336 minutes played together and then the next lineup combination has totaled 63 minutes played together they got yeah. these guys on these five guys on the floor a lot together um and i guess it's worked um i don't know if I mean, maybe you could say they're not as deep as last year as their their, their finals run and championship win. Um, I guess top of my head, PJ Tucker they don't have, which he was kind of I don't know if you could say he's the heart and soul, but he was a very very solid role player for them. Um, they're still a force to be reckoned with in the East. Can't say otherwise. Yeah, uh, I did one more thing to note about the Bulls. Um, this this is from last month so at least the beginning of march the bulls were 2 and 13 against teams with a winning percentage of 0. 0.600 or better wow <laughs> 2 and I, again 0. 0.600 you got you got to be a, said, a good team you said that since march no not since march but like this stat that i'm seeing is like from march 4th I, oh okay I, so, so it, I haven't taken into account their latest couple last games, but other than okay, that, well, gotcha, you know, gotcha. most of the season, two and thirteen against you know the really good teams in the right. league. Interesting. All right, we'll see. Maybe the twelfth miracle. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Um. Okay. So next, <laughs> score update. We got a. 103 to 93. I didn't catch how much time's left in the game, but we're gonna talk as if three the, minutes, 30 minutes. Okay, the Nets got this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna preview a Celtics Nets matchup. Um we mentioned or I mentioned to you before we started recording that I mean, as much as you hate the sick, you hate the Celtics and Sixers fans hate the Celtics. Yep, they got a tough draw. Um oh, Robert Williams out for I believe till like mid-May. Uh, their starting center. Um, and then they draw the the Brooklyn Nets, who, I mean, they record-wise, they're a seven seed, but talent-wise, they could be a one seed. And uh, you can attribute their, I guess, lack of success, consistent success throughout the season because of injuries. Kyrie or KD missed some time with injury. Kyrie, you know, he's missed a lot of games for other reasons. Um, 
the the big trade between the Sixers. They ship out Harden, get Ben Simmons, Curry, Andre Drummond. Ben Simmons is yet to play a game. Who knows about his availability? A lot of different reports out there. Um, what do you think? <laughs> very open-ended question. So this is a very interesting matchup, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If Robert Williams was healthy, oof, the Celtics, man, would would this be a series? Oof, this this would really be a tough one. Even even without Robert Williams, this team is very good. I I feel like a lot of people underrated them throughout the season. They saw, I mean, for good reason. They struggled early, and I think everyone saw that. Everyone, there. I don't know if you remember. They were even termed. Uh, people were starting to call for the trading of. Brown or Tatum to you know blow them yeah. two up that they can't right. work well together, and that happened earlier in the year I remember, and I remember Sixers fan being so happy, being like, "Man, it's the first year in the playoffs that we run into them." I feel so confident, and then that quickly soured because these these Celtics really are good. Uh, the only thing is, yeah, without Robert Williams, it does leave them with a big hole against you know a team if they face up, you know, a Joel Embiid becomes a big matchup problem. Right. Uh, the Celtics again. They they go up against the Nets, so they they don't really have to worry about the big man too much. I mean, they have Andre Drummond, who is good, who can do his job. He's a good rebounder, but I, mean, I wouldn't not, say offensively like that. That's yeah, not his dominance, right? He's, he's not going to put the same pressure as you know a Giannis or an Embiid would in the post. That oh. you know Drummond does. It doesn't really have that. So Robert Williams won't be the biggest loss you know we'll see against the nets but it, i mean it's it's a pretty big loss for the defense he's one of their defensive anchors obviously they have marcus smart in my opinion defensive player of the year mm-hmm. uh, so underrated i personally think i know sixers fans i feel like they underrate him there, there's a reason why we hate playing against marcus smart personally and he's a he's you know he's a damn good defender yep and i think he deserves a award this year so in this matchup, I am honestly a little torn. I was really tempted at picking the Celtics. If Robert Williams was healthy, I think I, I would pick the Celtics. But because of that, I just think the superstar power that I'm seeing from Kyrie and KD, I think it's going to be a little too much for the Nets in the end, uh, or for the Celtics in the end. So I'm going to say the Nets edge it out, but I'm not fully confident in that answer. Because these 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 Celtics, man, Tatum and Brown, they they really are something. Exactly. Yeah, that's a that's an elite duo. Um, and I'm torn on this series too. I don't think, unless you're a pretty biased Sixers fan that hates the Celtics, you probably hate the Nets too. So I mean, I don't I don't even know if you could like say confidently who's gonna win one way or other. I think I'm gonna lean Celtics. And I'm just going to chalk it up to lack of cohesion. I mean, the Nets have had a lot of different lineups throughout the whole season. That was kind of their, uh, that was kind of their Achilles heel last year. I think if they um, injuries and guys not developing chemistry with each other for long enough uh, is ultimately what led to their downfall against the, the Bucks. So I personally think it was injuries, but yeah, it was, it, they, they did only have Katie Kyrie and James Harden were both out for that series. Um, but I, I don't know. Celtics are trending at the right time. 
They post All Star break. They're seventeen and five. Um, that's of the league's best and points per game wise. Offensively, the Celtics are up for one hundred eight pre All Star break to almost one twenty post All Star break. So they're scoring twelve more points a game. I'll go with the Celtics, but again, I'm not confident in it. It's going to be a very good series. Agreed Unless the Cavs pull it, pull it out, and we'll look like <laughs> we'll go get it. <laughs> yeah, we really would. But no, Katie's got us. Yep. Okay, so final team slash matchup in the East. We have the Heat facing Versus off the nine or the ten. Well, actually, it's not the nine or ten. It's the I. I oh, oh, right. looking at the bracket. I was thinking the same thing, but I was right. talking to someone, and yeah, I was reminded that the Cavs it's are included. Cavs will play the winner of the Hawks and Hornets. So, so it's either the Cavs or the Hawks or the Hornets. Right. Um, I mean, regardless, Heat will win this series. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, they should. What 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 I will say is, um, these Hornets seem to be. Lamelo seems to be kind of on fire right now. I don't he know. is. And, you know, I mean, we, we you know, uh, yeah. I love Lamelo, but honest, out of the three, the Hawks, Cavs, and Hornets, you think the Hornets would give the the Heat the most problems? Ah, uh, I I don't I don't know honestly. That's honestly, uh, I mean, I the the Hawks had that run last year. It's it's tough to deny that they, you know, their offense was kind of insane last year. So what I will right. say is the Hawks really do have that ceiling, but I just haven't seen that same team. So it's, yeah. It, it's yeah I, I don't know. And but, I guess but, we're just out on the Cavs. I don't know. Yeah, like the Cavs, I, Cavs are very, very comparable to the Bulls in that like is unexpected. Um, the Cavs were, I don't think they, they were never sitting at the one seed in the East as the Bulls were. I think the highest the Cavs got to is maybe the four or the three or four, maybe. Um, Cavs had a solid season. I mean, Darius Garland and um, Jared Allen, both super er, all-stars. So that's something to build on. Colin Sexton was out pretty much the whole year. So he he comes back next year. And yeah, similar to the Bulls, they can make some noise. Um, I guess out of those three, sorry, you go ahead. No, I, I think the Cavs do have a very good shot of making it, you know, versus the Hornets or the Hawks. But, I mean, like as you said, we, we're both going to take a heat, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it, there, there's levels to this for, right. for different teams. From, from what we've seen this year, you know, these teams are down here for a reason. Mo- most of these teams were healthy besides the Nets, really. I mean, even – I mean, the Nets got the seven seed, but – right. They were a little less healthy than the other teams. So, you know, there's a reason why they're down there. So I'm not feeling too confident in them in, in the East over here where we got some deep teams in the East. Yeah, the Heat are one seed in the East. Pretty consistent pre-All-Star break and post-All-Star break. Um, I... They add was is this Lowry's was he a trade deadline acquisition last season? Yeah, yep, I think okay, so. right. So, I've got since we've seen them in the finals, I guess that was two seasons ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, they add Lowry bringing Peter Tucker this offseason, which I talked about him briefly with the Bucks, but he was uh 
good uh, source of energy for them, the Bucks last year in their championship run. Um, there's just a lot of experience with adding yeah. Lowry and PJ Tucker and still having Jimmy Butler, who he's a very experienced, and we both love Jimmy Butler, very, very good NBA player. Um, Bam's a very solid center. And, then and how about – resurgent from tyler hero finally yeah yeah I, I it's it's awesome he's sixth man of the year he's got to be yeah right um 20.7 points per game off the bench five rebounds four assists shooting 40 percent from three yeah it's uh very That's awesome awesome to see uh i guess different from that finals team they're not as deep you know i mean they got larry duncan robinson peter tucker jimmy bam hero I, what That's a, a solid six other what than I will... that, oh sorry. No, no, you go. I, I, it was kind of just open ended. My, my one thing that I know this team doesn't have is Goran Dragic. That's and true. When I, when I watched that team in the playoffs, that Heat team, Goran Dragic was the one getting the buckets in clutch time. He was the one facilitating in clutch time. When I was watching, he was the one making. Not, right. not, not just the only one working, but like he, a lot of the clutch moments, he was kind of behind the strings you know making something happen i feel like his intelligence went really underrated during that playoff run and i that was that was a very good playoff run from him and you know i encourage people to really like watch some of that you know it it was definitely underrated and i'm that's why i'm a little worried about you know who's gonna get those buckets but hey maybe tyler hero will be that guy now you know that's true he seems to have gotten more confidence you know he he struggled last year and he's coming back a lot better this year. So maybe he'll fill in, you know, take that step, but someone's got to take that step is what I'll say. Cause right. I'm not, I'm not totally confident if Jimmy Butler will, he, he's a great player, but I mean, his shooting can go on and off is yeah. the thing. Right. So you can't always really rely on that. You need someone to, I don't know, help out with that. I agree. And I, I, you know, I feel like it should fall on the shoulders of Tyler here because I think he's a good enough player to do it. It's just like, well, you know, will he do it? Yeah. Very good point. Where is Drogic now, Goran Drogic? Because he wasn't he a purdle like a couple weeks ago or a couple like maybe last week or something? And I, I, he was on a random team, but I, I'll just look it up. He's on the Nets. He's on the Nets. Yeah, he doesn't play too much. That's right. I do remember that now. Yeah, because he's he's uh, yeah okay he started the year in Toronto and I guess they trade him at the deadline. Okay, he's he's, that, uh, he's averaging twenty five minutes a game for the Nets. Okay. Yeah, I mean he has sixteen games played for them. I guess is the yeah big thing. Okay. Player to watch for this. Celtics yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I mean, at this point, he's a little. He's thirty five. Yeah, he's know? really old. Yeah. He he. I feel like that playoff run was really like the last of his like his. Because he, he really hasn't been in the playoffs for, you know, most of his career. He was kind he, – he went off with the Suns back then, and then no one really cared about him. Right. You know, because he was on the Suns. Yeah, that, yeah the Suns really and the Suns bad. weren't good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, most of his career was kind of just unheralded. Right. So, that was really nice to see that playoff run. But, again, don't have him. Tyler Hero, let's see if he can do it. Yep. All right. So, I guess that wraps up our East talk. We'll transition to the West. Uh, why don't we keep it consistent with the, we'll start with the four or five. Okay. Um, 
Mavs and Jazz. Now, this is the – I feel like this is just a four versus five seed if you ever – seen one like th- these teams are always at the four or five spot pretty much yeah. always i feel like uh around here um pretty I, evenly matched i'd say but i do you lean a certain way for this series? i mean i mean i feel pretty strongly about this if i'm gonna be honest okay it's it's a very very simple answer to me i'd lean how, one way how healthy is luca okay if luca's healthy Give me the Mavericks. That Luca, I think, is too good. Too yes, good. He's gonna send those Utah Jazz into rebuild, rebuilding time if he's ready <laughs> for the playoffs. <laughs> he's gonna get them so mad with that first round exit if he's healthy. But yeah, if he's not healthy. I really don't think this Mavericks team has an office. You know, right? They have some pieces, but again, at the end of the day, they can only muster enough buckets as Doncic gives them. That's what I'll say. That the Jazz are a solid, good team. Um, Donovan Mitchell really is a good. He's a great player. I yeah. I do really like him, but I I feel like they they just don't have enough. If I'm being honest, to to be that real threat that you know they usually are in the regular season. So that's how I feel about this matchup. It's really Luca's health. Luca's just a next level player, in my opinion, and he would take over the series in my eyes if he was fully ready. But again, that's that's what I'm not totally sure of. Mm-hmm. So if he wasn't fully ready, I would I would take the Jazz. And I'm 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 kind of thinking he's not going to be fully ready. If I'm being honest, I I'm not sure how how you think about that. If he's going to be fully ready or not. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, I have the pretty much same exact sentiment as you. I, I love Luca and he can take over a game. Like he goes on these scoring runs. I remember last in the playoffs, particularly they against the Clippers, right? Was that in, they, yeah. they had the Clippers last year. And I just remember some games where he would just go off. Um, like not many you see can go off like that. Um, and, one one other thing to note: literally all of his playoff games have been against the backcourt of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This man <laughs> has had all of his playoff games against the Clippers, and he's still scoring forty plus. It's honestly incredible to see what he's been able to do just against the Clippers, because right. you know two of the two premier. Uh, wing defenders in the league in Kawhi and Paul George and exactly, then yeah. doing this against them in my opinion that's it's I think it's a little underrated what he's done it's very impressive I and mean, I think if he was fully healthy he might tear these playoffs apart in the west with the numbers he'd put up and speaking of Luca I just watched uh he was on JJ Reddick's podcast I forget what it's called First off, I, I really think JJ Reddick is a great media personality. Side note, oh, I, yeah. I he's he's awesome. Um, so he just had a kind of sit down conversation interview with Luca. Um, do you know what it's called? I forget what I actually forget. It's like three man something. I forget. Um, I think I've seen it, but but yeah, very interesting interview. And he said JJ Reddick asked Luca, um, because Luca said it before that the NBA it's a lot harder to score in like you know, overseas, but he also it's, and it's obvious that NBA has far, far better, ta- better talent, better players, just that the rules are so different. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, there's no defensive three seconds centers can camp out in the lane and over there, just the dimensions of the court as well is different. Um, there's a lot here enlightened me in a lot of different nuances in the game in Europe that I never really, I mean, I guess I kind of knew I never really thought about though. Um, what, I, yeah. feel like, I feel like him having to learn two different sets of rules to basketball gives him a different like idea of what True. he's able to do. Yeah. He's like, oh, now these players are limited to doing this. Wow, I can take advantage of that because in my league, they, you know, they could do whatever. So like he yeah. has the experience of, you know, different violations, like, you know, different violations not being a thing. I know gold pending in like FIBA, that's not a thing. But yeah, right. Pen. Versus the NBA, you can't gold pend. And that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other one, the, the, the biggest one really is the three second defensive. Mm-hmm. That's, that's huge. For sure. When, you know, you just have a big man just camp in the center. Right. Yeah. Imagine this series, Rudy Gobert just can just sit, just sit and just guard the rim, no goaltending, and can yeah. just watch of it. Like, <laughs> that'd be yeah, nuts. You, you just put like Manute Bull, Bull, Bull. You just put <laughs> right. right there, like Taco exactly. right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely a good point brought up by Luca. So, yeah. I mean, I, so I guess the take, take away from this series, it's going to, Luca's health is, is yeah, it's it's gonna be the deciding factor. I agree with you. Um, Jazz are a lot deeper. Other Luca's second, like I don't know, this Mavs team really isn't good, but I just think Luca's that good that he can elevate he, them. He elevates the Jazz. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Like so, Dorian Finney-Smith is about to get a contract because of Luca. He's gonna get paid. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, all right. So next we'll go to the. Warriors Nuggets. Um, do you think are the Warriors undervalued or are they overvalued because of the they're the Warriors going into this playoffs? What do you think? This is a little tough. Honestly, I haven't really um, thought. This is the one matchup I feel like I haven't really thought about. I, in my opinion, I don't know. I, the Nuggets just aren't healthy enough in many, many's opinion to mm-hmm. have this win. But at the same time, I think everyone can agree that the Warriors just haven't felt right. You know, they, they just haven't felt exactly right. Everyone's been coming back, trying to play at different, you know, times, trying to get all healthy. But I don't know, something just isn't clicking the same way with the way they've been playing and you know a lot it just comes with time you know they might just need to see season to get back together again which easily could be the case maybe they can just turn it around and go next level in the playoffs sure again you know they're they're all capable of doing that but would i bet on it no because yeah I, i i wouldn't bet on it but what do you mean by bet on it bet on them like coming out of the West or yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. No, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about the series. Yeah. I'm talking about the West. I'm talking mm-hmm. about them firing on all cylinders. Like, you know, if they're firing on all cylinders, we know what they can do. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like they just need a little more time in my opinion to be that kind of threat. I feel like Steph just needs to get back in the flow of the game. I feel like him 
breaking that record kind of messed with his head a little bit. If you I agree. remember before mm-hmm. he got to that record, he was lights out shooting, going insane. And then once he approached it, he tried stretching, reaching, trying to reach for the record and kept like missing, honestly. Yeah. And then I feel like he didn't get back to that like same level that he was at really since then. So I feel like he needs, in my opinion, just an off season to, you know, get that down with, you know, it's fine. You're the best three point shooter in the league officially now, you know, yeah you know get back to your work you know because he even said it's a huge accomplishment and he did think about it for a lot so i just feel like it's not the right season for the warriors um but this series that's that honestly i'm i'm a little torn Mm. i I feel like either team could win this if 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 steph goes steph you know like how can they lose but yeah you know, Jokic is is that man as well. Um, do, do you? I don't know. Do you have a pick? I'm a little, I'm a little torn. I'm very heavy on the Warriors. Um, very, very heavy on the Warriors. I don't know if I've said it to you. Mm-hmm. I've said it on this podcast before. I don't like Jokic's game. Mm-hmm. I think he is just very sloppy. Um, yep partially i mean it's because of his size you could say um mm-hmm. just his play style i just don't like i feel like he just gets so lucky all the time um mm-hmm. i mean hey he's put up stats for a while but still i don't know i just don't i don't trust him and also just he doesn't really offer much defensively either granted mm-hmm. the warriors don't have a daunting front offensive front court however throw draymond kevon looney Iguodala at him I don't maybe I don't know the experience of Draymond can give him some problems. I'm hoping at least. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of Jokic, I mean, injuries. You spoke to it briefly. Jamal they, Green. They don't have um, don't have Jamal Murray. Obviously, the whole season, and like outside of Jokic, they really just. I feel like they struggle. They got Aaron Gordon. They like got who's Jermichael gonna Who's Green. gonna offer them? Yeah, Jamichael Green. Yo, he's nice. I, I don't, I don't know like wh- how they're gonna get offensive support Yo, if Jokic just taken out. They got Compazzo. <laughs> Austin Rivers, excuse me. Yeah, they do have him. Oh wait, Michael Porter. I forgot about him. Oh, they Monte Morris as well. Monte Morris. Has Michael Porter been hurt? No, he's been hurt. Yeah, 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 okay, Port- yeah, yeah. Porter's been out the entire year. Just That's what like, I thought. I, I just saw something and I was like, wait, what? They called me off guard for a second. Oh, they got the Marcus Cousins. I forgot. Jeez, they got uh, a lot of I mean, got all these random names, but still, yeah, Jamar- yeah. Marcus Cousins at this point. Um, but yeah. Also, my, my, I do have a question is how, how healthy is Steph Curry for this series? Yeah, that too. Like, he's been battling injury a little bit, I feel like, more than I would like him to. If I'm taking the Warriors, because and, if if they don't have Steph, I mean, right. <laughs> um, and Clay Thompson, which it was awesome to see him come back. I mean, I don't think he's he's been in, in and out. Like, obviously, he hasn't played in like two and a half years, so can't. It's tough can't to put that wear and tear like of a whole season on him on his body. Um, I expect his playing time and to increase in the playoffs. That's probably what they're trying to save him for. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like they got the talent because they got these names on paper. Wiggins is a decent player. Oh, yeah, wait. Wiggins was an all-star starter. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> right. Um, 
but still, he's Andrew Wiggins. Uh, shout out Jordan Poole, very underrated player, very very Jordan Poole, yeah, yeah. So Jordan Poole, yeah, he's another factor to consider. That's um, very true. I, Jordan right. Poole is so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, so they um, Otto Porter as well. I feel like you want they just Jordan have Poole. enough defensively. If, if, if Sorry, Steph, what was that? Steph misses game one. Jordan Poole goes for forty. <laughs> Golden State Warriors winning for Jordan Poole Finals MVP as well. Book it. <laughs> Finals MVP. Put a future out that definitely doesn't exist in any sports. We put a future out in Jordan Poole being Finals MVP. Book it. Um, wow, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna take the Warriors. I think they got enough to defensively to offer to isolate um, Jokic, and then that probably that leaves them with not much, as we said. And I mean, even if. Curry or Clay is like on minute restriction. Like mm-hmm. I think it's enough to sub- be supplemented with Wiggins and Poole as well. So I-, I think the Warriors win this series. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with the Warriors actually. Okay. I I I think I overlooked. I guess that even if Steph is off, Jordan Poole has been putting in work this year, and obviously Andrew Wiggins has too. So I feel like they do have enough scoring depth to really help out if. You yeah, know, they aren't firing on all cylinders. Yep. Yeah, and in my opinion, I I credit that to Jordan Poole because man, that yeah, he honestly took me by a little surprise. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that from him. Okay, so we will then go to the Grizzlies. Now the Grizzlies um will face the winner of the seven Timberwolves and eight Clippers, which are tipping off right now, right now. as we're recording. Um, I'm excited for this game. Yeah, it should be a good one. It should, it should. We talked about it, I think, before we recorded that it should be a very much closer game than the uh, the East seven eight matchup. Which, I mean, what what do we just seem like it is one of the teams blows out the other? Um, yeah, but sure. do you think who do you think would give the Grizzlies more problems, Timberwolves or Clippers? Who would give them more problems? Um. I'm going to go with the experience of the Clippers. Okay. I feel like the Grizzlies have a good defense. They have pieces in place to stop Minnesota to an extent. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I don't like from Memphis last season – the Grizzlies got to the play-in game, and I remember them going up against the Trailblazers in that game. And I remember I bet on the Trailblazers because I was not confident in the Grizzlies' just lack of experience in a you know just a one-off game. Right. You know, for me, it was just the playoff experience takes over in that kind of situation, and it exactly the the way it happened. In the end, you know, the Blazers' experience really took over, even if they aren't a monumental team themselves. Just playoff experience can you can really overtake a young team so that brings me now to the current grizzlies this will be their first time in the actual playoffs they did you know maybe they got a game under their belt last year if you want to count that but they come in very very hot and how even without john morant this team still wins uh Mm -hmm. i remember their record was what was it like 18 18 and 2 or something without jaw something yeah right that so it this team is just deep, you know, they play well together. They, they got the chemistry, you know, you, you love the, uh, Iguodala didn't want to play for them. 
And you know what they said to Iguodala? Fine, we don't want you. We're building something here. Get out. They didn't say, no, we need a veteran like you, a champion. Yeah, and the finals MVP, they said, no, we don't want you. We want to play you and beat you. I love the culture this Memphis Grizzly team is building. And right. they got some toughness in Ja, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Brandon Clark. I, I do like this team. Desmond uh, Bain. I like him. Oh, Desmond, Desmond Dylan Bain. Brooks. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're pretty deep. And yeah, yeah, they're a very fun team to root for. They really are. Um, so I will favor the, them in this first matchup is what i will say i think the clippers are an underrated threat because of the playoff experience mm-hmm. and that is my biggest worry for the grizzlies in their playoff endeavors as a team with really no playoff experience you come up against another team that has that experience it really shows out in different ways whether it be game management defensive you know strategies reading the defense finding the open man you know making that extra pass you know, knowing when to call the timeouts, you know, stuff like little things, little and big things, the playoff teams really got the hang of. And I think this Clippers team is, um, me personally, I do have the Clippers advancing tonight over the Timberwolves just because of the experience. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I have them. So I think the Grizzlies are right now are a little too talented for the Clippers, the Clippers without Kawhi. So I will favor the Grizzlies in this matchup, but because of their lack of experience, but again, they're super young. So, I mean, you can't fault them for having no experience. They're all like 22, 24, anywhere from that range, really the most. With the exception of Steven Adams. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. But yes, I agree. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what this Memphis Grizzlies team has uh in store for them in the coming years jaw i i did i do have his jersey i love me some jaw i got it last year even before what before jersey uh it is the vancouver grizzlies that dude that's awesome the Lime. i love that jersey yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I felt like yeah i i was recently not recently it's a couple months ago i was looking at possibly getting a new one and that's the jersey i want i mean it's it's a it's a sick jersey and i love i mean i love jaw you can't not like him Yup, his game is awesome. So that, hard, that's an hard, awesome game. hard not to root for, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. that's. I mean, that's my pick for this game. Definitely the Grizzlies, just because of the the depth. But I I won't say the Clippers have no shot. Um, you yeah. know their playoff experience really. And Reggie Jackson, I feel like is very underrated in my opinion, especially in the playoffs True. and clutch moments. I think he does shine. Paul George obviously is a beast, and you should always watch out for him. Right. And they, it's kind of similar to the Celtics. They got a tough draw with, I mean, if the Clippers win facing the Clippers, like the Clippers aren't really an eight seed. Like Paul George is out all year. If Paul George plays this year, I mean, Kawhi's not playing regardless in the postseason, but like this team is not an eight seed. So like they, um, they got a tough draw there as well. I do think they will be whoever they face Timberwolves or Clippers. However, um, I guess we can wrap up with our final team slash matchup. I don't want to spend any time on the Pelicans or Spurs. The Spurs, I, uh, yeah. I haven't even like heard much about any. I don't yeah. know. I'm, and I'm, the Pelicans too. Like, I'll just take teams, the Pelicans. But again, yeah, this yeah. is not one that I'm really looking forward to. If I'm being honest, like there's there's no intrigue there. I guess when in the other side, like the nine ten with the Hawks and Hornets, like 
some a little more intrigued there because the Hawks, I mean, Hawks made the conference championship last year, so that's why. But like Spurs and Pelicans just does not do it for me at all. Um, this is going to be a sweep, I'd have to imagine, of the Suns. So, um, yeah, we'll just talk about the Suns. Yeah, we're taking uh, the Suns in this round. The Suns defending Western Conference champions, um, best record in the league this year. They go, um, well, then they have 63 wins, 64. I think? 64 wins, so very, very good season. So if they any, also, yeah, yeah. They set the franchise record for most uh, wins for them, for the song. Right. Chris yeah, so fourth team I, to do it with, fantastic. Right. So this team's got experience, clearly. I mean, they made it to the finals last year, took the Bucks to six. Um a lot of good pieces. I mean, Chris Paul is more experienced than anyone in the entire league, pretty much. Uh, Devin Booker's superstar. Aiton had a, I feel like Aiton had a coming out party in the uh, like playoffs last year. Um, Mikel Bridges, a very solid player. They they're just deep. They got Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit. I mean, yeah. I guess you can say campaign, but not really. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and Cam uh, Johnson too. I've I've always been a big fan of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, yeah. I feel like he's stepping into his role quite well, and mm-hmm. especially after you know those playoffs, he really really did, you know, show he can be a dependable big man who gets you those boards, gets right. you, gets used to scoring too. Um, I I feel like the next step for him would be expanding the way he scores, but again, yeah, he's on pretty pretty much a loaded team, so it's it's tough to you know, add more to, to your totals when your team's winning. So, uh, right. You know. well, uh, but one thing I did want to bring up, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Sixers fan, as a Sixers fan, it is tough seeing that man play. We right. traded him for <laughs> nothing at the end of the day. We Yeah, wasn't it? It was like Zaire Smith. And, and yeah, uh, we, we had to give up stuff too. So Yeah, that's 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 not fun. <laughs> so we, we gave up another pick and it addition i'm pretty sure it, yeah he's so. never um i just saw a step we recorded he's never missed an nba game he's played yeah. in all 331 of pot 331 possible games to play so i mean that's yeah, pretty impressive pretty and what i will say he is one of the best defensive players in the league he is having yeah, awesome one of defender. the best defensive seasons in the league without a doubt um i said marcus smart should win defensive player of the year but Mikael Bridges is, in my opinion, top three on that list. Um, he is he is on that list. He is a big reason for their uh, defensive success. He really anchors the load on their you know best player, and he right he does he does a good job. And in the past two seasons, he's had an uptick in offensive production too. I have his stats pulled up here. I mean, he's fourteen points a game. He shoots fifty four percent from yeah, the field. He doesn't shoot a lot. That's the thing. He's efficient and he doesn't yeah. uh, have too much usage. I know I was a fantasy owner of him this year and it was actually very frustrating because he would do so, you know, everyone would be like, man, Mikhail Bridges, like he's playing so well, doing so well. But fantasy wise, he would put up pretty mediocre numbers because he just didn't put up a lot of numbers, but yeah. he plays winning basketball, which is, you know, you can see it's attributing to the to the success of the team but you know he's not putting up huge stats which right. i think is going unnoticed by a lot of people right i yeah definitely agree um i guess that uh what does that wrap up our our first round previews i mean, I mean yeah uh devin booker he's uh obviously oh, right then you mentioned Devin booker <laughs> i mean a little bit but like he should be getting some mvp love 
yeah you love i mean you, you know you're the number one overall seed uh at this moment i you know devin Booker's having the best season out of all of them chris paul what a leader what a leader leading that team i love it so uh, i'd like to i was rooting for this team last year in the final so i'd like to see him have another shot at it and right. i give him a very good shot at getting that to it so Definitely. Yeah, I guess that can transition us to our, our conference finals predictions. Um, staying, staying with the Suns, uh, I believe FanDuel odds, I was looking at the other day, had the Suns at plus 260 to win the West. And then the next, I think, was either the Warriors or Grizzlies at a like a plus 600. So there's a pretty sizable gap between Suns and the rest. Um, I, I'll say my prediction. I think that's rightfully so. I think the Suns win this. I'll, I'm going to yeah. predict the Suns versus Warriors conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of speaking to what we were talking about, this Grizzlies lack of experience is what is going to be their downfall. Could be their downfall against the Warriors. So, uh, But then I think the Suns are just too much for the Warriors at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take the Suns over the Warriors. Um, do you disagree in the West? I mean, I'll, I'll take the Suns. Yes, 100%. I'm taking okay. them to win the West. Their opponent, um, I am not entirely decided. In my opinion, if Kawhi were to come back, I would have to maybe consider them, but I, I don't he's think not. He, he's coming yeah, back. So right. um, then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, go with that's, – that's tough. The, I mean, the Warriors are – the Grizzlies again. The the playoff. I I do think the the Grizzlies are right now at the moment a better team, but the playoff experience, the right all of that, so you got to take that into account. I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I feel like they're fearless though. I'm gonna go with uh, the Suns over the Grizzlies in the okay. conference finals. I'll go with that. That'd be good. I mean, they, they that would be good for the Grizzlies to build on. That that could be what you're talking about, like the the kind of playoff run they need as like a stepping stone to next yeah. season where it, it might be a little premature it. but i don't know i'm a, I'm a big jaw guy I, I think the moment might not I be agree. too big for him hopefully yeah so, i mean so far i don't think he he hasn't faced a moment he's not too big for i guess you could say so that's that's not yeah. a bad prediction again I, you know even you know he's always been the underdog so right yeah. cool so we'll go back over to the east East is a lot tougher. I mean, there's no clear, yeah. you know, although the heat of the one seed, there's n- there's no clear favorite, um, in my yeah. opinion. I, I will say, um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but if Robert Williams was fully healthy, I think my pick would have been the Celtics. I think they would have wow. been my, my, my sneaky. I, I, I don't know. They, they were really just climbing at the right time, playing good defense at the right time, you know, mm-hmm. playing efficient offense at the right time. They, they were just building at the right time, in my opinion. And that's just what I like to see right before the playoffs. And in my opinion, the Celtics did an excellent job of that, but that blow to Robert Williams, they're going to need that against mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Sixers, you know, even maybe Bam, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I right. think it's going to really haunt them. And so I, I, you know, I can't pick them again, as as we mentioned, but my opinion, the two teams on between are the the Bucks and the Nets. Okay. And 
but again, they can't meet in the final. So, I mean, I, I'm going to pick the Bucks to win. They're, you know, they're just, in my opinion, Giannis is just too elite of an, of a player right now. And the lack of right. Ben Simmons, in my opinion, is going to be the difference. If the Nets had Ben Simmons, I think uh, right. that would be enough to overcome what the Bucks have. But in my opinion, then the Bucks, I feel like got a little bit better. I think Giannis has honestly gotten a little bit better. So mm-hmm. he, I feel like he turned on a different level in those finals. After they went down 0-2, I feel like he's been playing at a different level of basketball. I, I Before last those finals, I haven't ever really viewed Giannis as the best player in the world, ever. Mm-hmm. And then this season, it's really making me I, I did, yeah, really question is, is I've always said KD, you know, last probably two years, yeah, you know, one or two years last is the best in the world, but it, it really might be honest. Um, I, I, overall player, I, I probably would have to give it to Giannis, but it's, it's mm-hmm. tough, tough to not also give it to KD because of what he did by himself. I know it's not playoffs. Because he was nuts. he was so close, but again, I feel like Giannis has taken even another step since that series that they played. Giannis is the free throw line shooting, you know. So I, again, I just got to take the Bucks in the in the East with with the way it's looking right now. So and, you, you're taking the Bucks on that side of the bracket. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the Sixers are on the other <laughs> side, and yeah. I mean at. at <sighs> I've gotten burned too many times picking them at that point. So, yeah, I got to go with uh, Milwaukee Bucks over the Heat. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I got the same. I'm I'm same conference finals, Heat and Bucks. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said about uh, of the Celtics. I mean, I I when we did that preview of the Celtics Nets series, um. I slightly lean Celtics. So if the Celtics win that series, they don't really have a Giannis stopper, as you yeah. said. Even the Nets, if they win this series, I mean, with Simmons up in the air, they don't really have a Giannis stopper either. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics, what will have to rely on Al Horford? Like, who? I, it's he does I, a good I job against Embiid, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they'll have to. Um, like Tatum can't really guard Giannis. No. Um, I mean, Marcus Smart. Defensive player of the year, possibly, but you know he's yeah. six foot. He's a lot. It's just size wise, not going to work. It's it's kind of a matchup nightmare in that regard. So I'll have to take the Bucks, but I'm going to go with the Heat over the Bucks. Okay. I, now I think the Heat do have that Giannis stopper and Bam. Jimmy's also fantastic defensively for in you know in switches and help defense whatnot. As we know they do know how to beat Giannis. Right. Exactly. So they've they've done it before. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go with a Heat Suns NBA Finals. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't like it that I'm I'm going with I guess a repeat of last right. year Suns Bucks, which I really don't like saying. I don't either. But just the way the pieces fell, I feel like I I wasn't even going for this, but it's like the yeah. Nets aren't fully healthy. Even the Celtics got ruined there. You know the Clippers aren't healthy. The you know, the Warriors aren't all together. The Mavericks aren't fully healthy without the – I don't know. I feel yeah. like – yeah, also Denver. For me, it's – I don't know. I feel like it's kind of falling in place for a rematch of last year 
and I mean, we both agree on the west side. It really should look on that. We're we're just disagreeing a little bit on the east here. Mm-hmm. So I th- uh, I think we're in for a very exciting playoffs. Um, again, we don't really know what's going to happen, but man, I'm I'm excited to see how it unfolds. But Joel Embiid should win MVP. Um, people agreed needs to put uh respect on this man's name he uh does a lot for the sixers but when he doesn't play it's it's pretty evident and one thing i do want to mention um he has had to deal this whole season without a co-star superstar in ben simmons and then even when he got james harden back we gave away his backup so whenever Embiid leaves the floor now he we have to deal with deandre jordan does anyone know how bad that man is now he's like 35 he is yeah he's, i think he's 33 but he's honest in my opinion even before we got him i was like dude i don't want this guy he's too old he can't he can't jump like he can't so that is my case for joel and beat he's had to deal with a lot this season and he's leading us to wins dominance numbers everything scoring you everything you name it in an efficient manner so right I feel no, like I definitely good. agree. Is he the favorite? Uh, I don't really. I haven't checked no, the uh, Giannis, finals. Giannis, yeah. uh, no, Jokic is kind of the heavy favorite. Yeah, Jokic is. Yeah, I was hoping not, but as again, I talked about how much I don't like Jokic. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Embiid's number two, but yeah, Jokic is kind of the heavy favorite. Right no, now. I I definitely agree with you. I, I think if he if Embiid doesn't get hurt last year, he should win it. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope Embiid wins it. I agree with you. And I was trying to check the odds on MVP. You can only bet finals MVP on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole is listed as final. <laughs> you can bet on him for finals MVP. Awesome. Plus 20,000. Let's if you go. Want, if you want to take a gamble there. So let's go. Take that as take that for what it's worth. <laughs> you heard it here um, first. Hogline exclusive. <laughs> Right, if we had our own sports book, we'd uh we'd definitely put a boost those odds. I mean, we don't need to be boosted or plus twenty thousand. <laughs> odds boost to plus hundred k. Sibby's finals are in peace special. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, yeah, I guess that that wraps up our NBA playoff preview. As you said, I'm excited. You know, a lot of um, I feel like this year is more up in the air than the years past, you know, with, uh, with that Warriors run yeah, yeah, and everything. So, uh, it was kind of, I mean, like last year, last you know, year there was, was also- a little up. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the way the NBA is trending in that regard. Um, so yeah, hopefully we're in store for another exciting one and, uh, yeah, Sibby, I appreciate your, your insight, our, our NBA analyst, our NBA insider, if you will. Always happy to be on the hog line. Awesome. Be, here, be here for the fans always happy <laughs> uh cool so follow us on instagram and tiktok at hogline podcast uh like and subscribe not on youtube that's the thing you say for youtube uh subscribe on all platforms spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts, and uh yeah we'll catch you guys next time